Hello, witches. This is Kara Kovacs, and this is Business Witch. As a third-generation witch, at least, and a business and life coach for mission-driven entrepreneurs and leaders, I teach you how to make money and magic as liberatory practices. Because when we know, seek, and embrace our full potential, we create a better world for everyone. Here you'll find tools, conversations, spells, and inspiration that take you from waiting to creating so you can build the business and life you're oh so worthy and capable of having. Let's go. Hello, beautiful friends. This episode is going to be all about maximizing personal satisfaction and security and joy in your work, as well as maximizing profit and revenue. I'd like to just invite you before we get started, even if you have to pause me to really consider what your definition of success would be for 2024. So for some of you, maybe that is, I signed my first three coaching clients. For some of you, maybe that's, I make enough sustainable income with this as a side hustle that I can go on a nice vacation. For some of you, it's I'd like to replace my annual salary. For some of you, it's I'd like to double my income. For me, my definition of success for 2024 is to really fall in love with the work in a deeper way, to feel inspired and connected to community and continue to find, because I know a lot of you and thank you for being part of my community, but the people who I really resonate with and trust and have kind of like a spiritual home with, feeling like really, really value aligned in my work is my definition of success for 2024. And I say that for a couple of reasons. I was talking with my coach in a session actually earlier this morning before recording this episode about like what strategies and things that I wanted to implement in my own business plan next year. And she was talking about, you know, selling higher priced offers and like finding companies that would hire me in year long contracts so that I didn't have to sell as many lower tier offers, you know, business, which being a main lower tier offer, it's my only offer under a thousand dollars. And I was thinking about it and I was like, I want to sell (laughs) I want to sell that program to every coach. Like, I don't care about ease of income. You know, it would, listen, if you're listening to this and your company wants to hire me to come in and help you build a values aligned, community driven, equitable, like joy filled workplace, like I love that shit and I'm very down for that. And please contact me. But When I think about what has been one most satisfying in my work, what is in most my zone of genius and like what I most enjoy, it's really giving people the tools that I wish that I had had. If I had had business, which when I started my program or when I had started my business, I should say like it would have saved me so much angst and pain (laughs) and discomfort and frustration and confusion and like it just would have helped me so much so I built the thing that I needed and because of that my biggest goal for this year is really to get that program in front of as many people as possible and honestly I didn't even mean to be talking about that in this episode it just is kind of what came up because I was thinking about 
how there have been a lot of times in this industry where my main goal was scaling revenue and make no mistake, I love making money and I intend to continue to scale my revenue. But in just receiving the reflection that like it's sometimes harder to scale if you sell a lower tier offer. And this is a great example of like, I love my coach. She's a great coach, but times that you get to decide what's right for you. And I could be wrong. Like it could be a lot harder to sell a lower ticket offer and it could be more of a slog and more of a push. And it could be that like, if I really wanted to double my revenue, I could go super hard in attracting corporate clients and build up the business that way. But I feel so strongly about how much the content in business, which is needed, And I'm currently going through the course and rewriting the sales page to hopefully reflect and be more specific about that. But really why I think it's so different. And I got to say, like, I didn't know this when I was creating it because I just built it in six weeks, like morning to night on my computer, just literally writing every single thing that I wish that I had known when I had started and putting it into a cohesive way to hopefully help other service-based business owners sell and scale their work. But really, it was the feedback that I've gotten from the program participants who say things to me like, I've watched all of the modules two or three times. Like, I keep referring back to it. Like, this doesn't exist in any other program that I've ever taken or any other thing that I've ever studied. Like, finally, after four years of feeling at such odds and like anger and discomfort around my sales process, do I get on a sales call and I'm not nervous? And It's things like that that make me just feel like my definition of success would be to know that like that program helped other coaches and healers do good work. And it's really twofold. Like I get obviously a lot of personal satisfaction out of positive feedback. We love positive feedback. But it's also because something that I've been healing in myself for the last year and change is an extreme dissonance and disconnect with a lot of the things that I've taught and a lot of the things that I was taught that were told to me were, you know, just the way that you made money in the coaching industry. And I took those things, I've talked about this a lot, like I took those things and I adopted them as if because they were being taught to me, they must be the right way to do things. And in thinking really critically about that, not only do I feel like even though I had a great and comprehensive certification program, I wasn't really taught the basics of business building in a way that was actionable or strategic or like cleared up a lot of the initial like, wait, how do I do this thing kind of questions that you have when you start business. But then, you know, in investing in my first really high ticket containers, I was taught a lot of strategies that now that I'm looking back on the things that I take accountability taught to other clients too, I'm like, that is so ethically gray and like not congruent for me or how I want to coach. And so there's been a really deep healing journey of one, like forgiving myself for having done that. And two, cultivating a methodology that feels like it divests from that because so many of the systems that coaching exists within are that like we are just living in in general are so rooted in all of the things that I'm always shit talking on this podcast, you know, patriarchy, white supremacy, various isms and obias, like all of that, you know. So so as we divest from things that we no longer feel a resonance with and start to imagine 
what alternative systems are, we also have to heal within us the disconnect of having to self-recognize the ways in which we actively upheld those systems. And so I had to heal from that. I had to be angry about that. I had to be sad and grieve. And I had to have uncomfortable conversations and I had to get support. And Business Witch is really the culmination of divesting from systems that I think in coaching in particular, not only cause harm to our clients, but like make practitioners feel really like they're not doing it right because they feel like they don't align with the teaching methodology. So I wanted to give people a different way. And while I've loved the positive feedback, please keep sending me positive feedback. <laughs> Love it. I have a praise kink. Um, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, I'm a sex positive poly person. So you can expect me to talk like that here. And if that's not for you, you know, it's fine. Unsubscribe. <laughs> that's part of this community too. But yeah, we love positive feedback. But really like the intention of the program is to create trained practitioners who have an ethics-rooted approach to sales and marketing and business strategy so that like we do right by ourselves, by our clients, by the industry at large. We like change the larger reputation of the industry. We come up with systems that make us feel good. You know, I had somebody ask actually in the business which office hours today they were saying, you know, I feel great about providing my services, but I don't feel good about selling. And I said, what do you think the difference is? And she said she didn't know. And I was like, that was a trick question. Like, there is no difference between providing your services and selling if you are doing it in alignment with your values. Because I don't know if you guys have ever gone to the farmer's market. I live in LA. There's a big farmer's market culture here. I go to the farmer's market almost every Sunday. And when I go, like the farmers who are selling their produce are so proud of the things that they make and they're smiling and they're cracking jokes and they're offering samples of whatever it is that they're growing and whatever is in season. And they're not like, oh, I'm sorry that the price of this you know, bundle of sage is more expensive than it would be at Trader Joe's. They're just like really proud to be sharing the things that they got their hands dirty. And like, you know, they all have signs that say we grow what we sell. And like the dissonance that I see coaches feel in selling their services, like they feel bad, right? They feel like they're doing something quote unquote bad to people selling their services, telling their rates, I think that's really tied to a system that teaches sales and marketing in a way that the language feels icky. I talked about that in a podcast episode last week. The like energy of the exchange feels like, am I even sure what I'm selling is worth what it is that I'm charging? Like, I think a lot of people have that question. And then they're being taught these methods that are like, your worth is infinite. Like, if they really want to do it, they'll be able to figure out how to pay for it. Like, And th these things, they don't exist in a vacuum. They reinforce these really toxic ideologies that make the coaching industry look bad. And I participated in that. And it's why I'm uniquely qualified really to talk about one, like how I, I 
I am taking a stand against that and I built a body of work that hopefully can show people another way. And one of the core tenets of that body of work that is like, there is a different way is it's the way that works for you. So like, I don't proclaim to have the right answers about this. I definitely provide you with an abundance of answers and strategies and prompts and exercises and meditations and support and reflection. But one of the core tenets of my work is like, you know better about your life, your population, your people, what you like doing, what you're capable of than I do. So while I think that there are lots of ways we stand in our own way where we get, you know, stuck in thought loops and we believe stories that aren't true or we procrastinate because we've learned that that is a really healthy coping strategy and like all of those things are not in service to your business and my job is to reflect that to you and guide you away from it. I'm never going to presume to know better what you should do for yourself. And I think that we need that in this industry. And this is why the first prompt, which we're revisiting from the beginning of this episode is what's your definition of success? And it could be a monetary amount. It was for me for a long time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And particularly when we are facing really uncertain times, like financial security means a fucking lot, but it could also be like really helping the kind of people that you've always wanted to help and feeling good about selling your services to them the same way that the guy who sells me oranges at the farmer's market is always thrilled about what he is selling because he knows it's delicious and it's fresh and it's nutritious and it's beautiful. And like, he can't wait to share it with people. Like that might be your definition of success for 2024. And depending on the number amount too, Like it might be replacing your annual salary. It might be 250K and it might be more than that. And you have great reasons for whatever your number is. And one of the things that is unique about one, how I like to coach and two, the materials that you find in Business Witch is that we build you a custom strategy to create your definition of success, your definition of results. And so depending on what your intention is, you're going to get different things out of the work. Another time I was told by somebody something that like just didn't resonate for me and that's okay was that you should make a course that covers a very specific topic because it's easier to market something when it's like this course will teach you how to copyright great emails like this course will teach you how to learn how to build an online course or whatever, meta. Um, But Business Witch is not like that. Like it has a lot of things in it. And one of the things that I have been thinking about from marketing side is that, yeah, it's just called Business Witch. Like, what does that mean? What does it give you? And really now having like been auditing the course and revising it and making it better for the relaunch, getting feedback from our program participants and clients who have done it in the past, what I'm seeing is that it really provides you with a foundational approach to understand how to sell ethically, to sell in congruence with your values, to market from a place where you feel like the farmer's market, you're excited about sharing about your services, to really discern what is in your scope of practice and not in your scope of practice so that you are never operating 
outside of your scope of practice and potentially harming a client, to know when to refer out, to understand what a trauma response looks like in a client, to understand how to have accountability when you inevitably mess up because we cannot guarantee safety for our clients because we are all of such diverse experiences and we are imperfect humans. It teaches you how to really take action in your business that feels grounded, but also guided by what is most important to you. And these things, you can make money without them, but you're going to do it in a much more hazard way. It's going to be a lot more confusing. And it might not feel that great because you might be adopting strategies that fall really outside of what your personal value system is. And Business Witch starts with that. So for your most profitable most joyful, most impactful 2024 yet, I want to invite you to a free workshop series that I am hosting on the new moon in Sagittarius. It starts on 12-12. It's a two-parter, 12-12 and 12-14. I really want to encourage you to attend live. There are a couple reasons for this. There's going to be special bonus pricing for Business Witch. So it's going to be for like a week and a half, the cheapest it has ever been for like a super early bird special to confirm your enrollment for 2024. So that's reason number one, that you're going to want to be there on the live because you're going to get access to that and you're only going to get access to that if you're on the live. Reason number two, there are journal prompts that you get when you sign up for the program that are going to help you start the ideation process for getting clear on the strategy that will lead to the results that you want to have next year. Your business strategy is not, maybe I'll put something on the internet and hopefully people will buy it. You need a better strategy than that. I'm sorry. I love you. It's true. So the second thing that you are going to get out of this workshop is if you do those journal prompts and you come to the live with the journal prompts done, I will audit your business plan for 2024. I'm currently auditing all of my clients' business plans for 2024. It's actually how I got the idea for this workshop is literally looking at what my clients are doing next year and like how I can help them uplevel it. So there's going to be a live coaching component. Well, yes, there will be a replay and you're more than welcome to watch the replay. And I know some of you have a big dinner or a birthday or whatever, and you're not going to be able to make the live. This is one to attend live. The last thing I want to say is if you have coach friends, like your coach peer group, like the people you did your mastermind with, the people that you did your training programs with, and they have not heard about my work, we are running a special where when you sign up for the workshop, you can put in, how did you hear about us? Tell your coach friends to sign up for this workshop with you. For every single person who puts your name in the how did you hear about us box on the sign up page, you will be entered one entry for every person you refer to us to win a free session with me. And then we can go deep dive into your strategy, my love, because my specialty is really helping people get their return on investment. So the sign up link for that is in the show notes. It's also in my Instagram bio. It's also on my email list. Sign up for the workshop today and send all of your friends. So I just wanted to close out this episode with a action item that you can take with you. Shout out to my client for inspiring this because I actually recorded the first 18 minutes of this episode before a client call, had to stop and came back. And I was sort of like, oh, I hope I can find my flow again. But she actually inspired me because we went through the 2024 plan that I had assigned her to make that I will be helping y'all kind of go through when we get 
into the class. And she was like, okay, but like, what are the specific action items that I need to do now that we've had this conversation? And I think that it's really helpful, right? To be like, okay, I have an assignment because I think it can feel really all over the place to be like, well, should I be doing Instagram? Should I be like putting a bunch of time into starting a podcast? Like, what should I be doing? Well, the first thing you are going to want to work on is your mindset if you are in a place of thinking that you don't know how it's going to happen and you get like very lost in the sauce of your own. I Thinking about it more than doing anything. <laughs> don't fall into that trap. Just like pick fucking something and do it, whether that is posting on Eventbrite that you are going to host a meditation circle in the park, whether that is reaching out to all of your past contacts at your last job and saying that you started your own business, doing coaching, and do they know anybody who is interested in chatting about how what you do might be supportive for them. If it is pitching your favorite podcaster that you would like love to be a guest, whatever, just do something to get out of the analysis paralysis stage because you could be stuck there forever, my love, and it is not helping anybody, least of all you. But in terms of a particular action item that you can take, one of the things that is really important for business owners is to think about what is actually going to create results create connections. And the way that I invite people to think about this is that you in the beginning and also even at where I'm at in my business, oftentimes your billable hours are much fewer than your non-billable hours, which is why as coaches, like you could divide, you know, how much it costs to coach with me into the number of sessions that you get and say that it's an hourly rate, but it's just like not the case because I provide 24-7 support, so I'm texting my clients all the time. I also like spent hours this week editing their 2024 business plans. All the workshop content that I make for them, I have to write the slide decks for. And then for y'all, I'm like writing free email content. I'm writing social media content. Like my billable hours are a much smaller number than the amount of time that I spend doing things that I don't explicitly get paid for. But when you start your business your non-billable hours are also going to be a lot more than the hours that you spend actually getting paid. It's going to be hours that you spend going to networking events or creating content for social media or taking training programs or listening to podcasts like this. So I want you to give yourself a number of hours that you are committed to working on your business every week. So if you're new and totally starting out, this might be a number like five. If you are already full-time, great. I want you to audit your hours if you are full-time. How much time are you spending serving existing clients versus like expanding your skill set? So doing things like listening to this podcast or like taking a training or something like that versus doing things that actually result in client acquisition. So this is stuff like going to networking events, posting on social media, creating content, sharing in Facebook groups, inviting people that you know to have meetings with you, whatever. So what I find is with people who are wondering, like, how do I find clients? They get all tripped up that they are like, where do I find these people? And then they audit their hours. And the majority of time that they're spending working on their business is in analysis paralysis, continuing to expand their skill set, but like not actually doing things that would result in clients. So You're going to want to look at how much time you have to dedicate to your business and how you would like to allocate that time to create something that would breed results, right? And then bring those things to the workshop 
and we will talk about them. So that's your action item. That's your homework. Commit to a certain amount of time per week on your business. If you're doing it full-time, look at how much are my billable hours versus my non-billable hours. The time that I'm spending on non-billable stuff is like generative. Do I feel good about it? A lot of the times I do things in non-billable hours that do not result in revenue or they result in revenue at a much later date, but I couldn't really have like connected that. So for example, almost every single time I go to a networking event, I enroll a client, not the next day I meet somebody or like, here's the thing too, just in my personal experience, it might not be this way for you, but I think it's worth saying whoever I like think is going to be the client never ends up being the client, right? So like I go to a networking event or a coaching event, I connect with somebody and I'm like, oh my God, I think I can help you. We have a really valuable conversation. And in my mind, I'm like, that person is totally going to sign up with me. And maybe we follow each other on Instagram. We have a nice friendly relationship, but like they are never the person who signs up for coaching. The person who signs up for coaching with me is nine times out of 10, someone maybe I like barely spoke to who like looked up my content because they liked one sentence that I said and ended up inquiring like two or three months later. But just like being in those environments and creating connections and being value-driven and honest and authentic and not pushing a hard sell, not like, oh, I went to a networking event so somebody would sign up with me as a client. I went to a networking event to network and share like the farmer at the farmer's market my incredible produce. <laughs> and somebody followed along, they got the message and they were like, yeah, this is the person that I want to work with. So like, you don't go in being like, hi, I'm a life coach. I'd love to work with you because that's like why you probably feel creepy if you have been doing that in the first place. You go in, you connect authentically with people that you don't have an agenda, it results in clients. But sometimes those people come three months later. So you may be thinking something like, damn, I went to those like three meetings and like nobody reached out. It didn't work. Give it time to work, my love. And that's why you got to keep going because maybe it's not 100% of meetings. I will tell you, I literally do enroll somebody almost every single time I go to a networking function, but I've been doing this for a long time. You got to get your reps in. You got to get practice. And I believe in you. You can do it. Let's make 2024 the year that your business takes off. So I hope to see you in the live at the workshop. Don't forget to click the link, send your friends. If you have questions, you can DM me and I can't wait to see you there. See you soon.